I do want to mention who we were just listening to um, pulling some new releases today. That was Hercules and Love Affair. The CD is DJ Kicks, and that was track two, which is Rhythm Mode. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out, and standing by for the next segment is author, performer, and screenwriter Georgia Clark. Good morning, Georgia. Hi. Hi, I've got you. Okay, we are on live. I just want to let you know. <laughs> um, thank you for calling into the show. So you've written numerous books, and you also That's have right. uh, Generation Women, an event. Uh, I believe it's in Manhattan. Yes, that's right. Tell me how you became a writer. I was always a writer ever since I was a little kid. I'm Australian. I'm from Australia, but I, I live in New York City now. Mm-hmm. And I loved writing stories. I loved watching stories, reading stories. I was a huge reader as a kid as well. And I wrote my first book and published my first book when I was in my late 20s. It was a fairly cute, peppy young adult novel and since then I published a big action adventure sci-fi novel uh, another young adult before moving into adult fiction and have written two books for Simon & Schuster The Regulars and The Bucket List and I'm currently working on my fifth novel now which will be out in 2021. Incredible so uh, tell me about The Bucket List that was very intriguing the Bucket List is a story about a 25-year-old woman living in New York City. Her name is Lacey Whitman, and she discovers that she has the breast cancer gene. And in order to help her make up her mind about what to do in that situation where you essentially have two courses of action, you can either have ongoing surveillance where you're sort of getting checkups every three months or so, waiting for the extremely high likelihood of breast cancer to develop, or you can have a preventative mastectomy. Lacey's 25 years old, she's still figuring out her career and her love life and everything that a 25-year-old is doing, and so she and her friends create a boob bucket list to uh, help her make her decision. She's not someone who is really in control of her body, in control of her sexuality, she's quite sexually naive, Mm -hmm. and so the boob bucket list takes her on uh, an unforgettable adventure into into self and sex and what she truly needs to feel satisfied. Amazing. Now, you are also a screenwriter, so I feel like your mindset and your skills as a screenwriter came into play with this. Yeah, I definitely see the book in my head. I went to school for screenwriting when I was at university. I studied the degree was called Media Arts and Production, so screenwriting and filmmaking, and I... Um, have written many pilots and the regulars, which was my book before the bucket list, was optioned for television. We never made it on the air. Um, if anyone in that <laughs> world knows, uh, it's very difficult in the long past oh, to yes. actually get a show on the air. But um, I did co-write a pilot with a showrunner, and I I do sort of see it. I'm quite a visual storyteller. Mm-hmm. T- uh, tell me a little bit more about the regulars. So The Regulars was my my first adult fiction novel. The characters were in their 20s as opposed to being teenagers, which is the difference between young adult and regular adult fiction. And it was about three young women living in New York City, Evie, Krista, and Willow, who get their hands on this mysterious purple serum that turns the user supermodel gorgeous for (laughs) one week at a time. (laughs) So it has a magic realist premise to it, 
and is a story about beauty, about how we think beauty will change our lives and how it does actually change these characters' lives and is a, sort of a meditation on how much our appearance affects the way we move through the world, the opportunities we have, how we see ourselves, how others see us, obviously. And uh, like the bucket list, it has a fairly light tone for a more serious subject matter. So there's sort of a lot going on in both of the stories. That's fantastic. I can really see that as a film. Yeah, I would love it to be a film. So... I heard about you also because you are host and creator of the New York Times recommended Generation Women out of New York. It's a monthly storytelling night in Brooklyn. and uh, actually, In Manhattan. Oh, okay. Um, so how did that come about? Because I, I love the idea of events like this for women. Yeah, so the Generation Women is, as you said, a monthly storytelling series where we invite a woman in her 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s to tell an original story on a theme. The night came about after a conversation with my own mother, Jane, about her experience of feeling like she was disappearing as an older woman. The older she got, feeling like shop attendants and passers-by were just looking right through her. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel really angry and sad. And so I wanted to create a night that celebrated all women, but particularly older women. Because, especially living in New York, I mean, I'm in my 30s, but the night, the city does seem to be overwhelmingly catering for the young. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and I wanted to create a night that felt like it was more of a com- community experience for women of all ages. And, and that really has been a night's success. You know, we have a large and thriving community of, of older women and um, their stories, we, we run the show chronolo- age chronologically, so we start with teen 20s, we refer to teens, so teen 20s we start with, we finish with teen 70s who always headlines the show, and it's a real look at the cycle of life, if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> seeing how the different ages interpret the theme, um, and which really just shows us a lot about how and what we learn as we age. So I want to ask you a little bit more about this. Is it uh, like a five-minute monologue? Is it something they read? How does it work? So we uh, invite the storytellers to write a five- to seven-minute story, original true story um, on, on the theme, and some examples of past themes include my first time saying no, fake news, what I stopped believing in, my alter ego. Uh, they're all sort of fairly provocative themes which invite various stories, some are really funny, some are more serious. Performers or storytellers can perform with or without notes. So some storytelling nights invite you to memorize a story and, and sort of recite it. Okay. But with our nights, you can have notes. And it's, a, it's always a very rich and immersive storytelling experience. I, I really like the idea of this, too, because a lot of times as we get older, we lose a sense of connection we don't have great friends sometimes and you really bring women together for this Mm -hmm. wonderful night very meaningful yeah yeah i mean we definitely have a lot of repeat customers usually over 50 percent of our audience has been before people bring their moms um or their daughters their you know their their um older friends it's definitely something where um we find 
it's incredibly powerful to hear stories. And I, I think that unless you hear or are used to hearing stories told live, Mm-hmm. there is something that just doesn't translate even over like a podcast or right. a video series to be in the room with someone speaking truthfully and with vulnerability about what they're, what it means to, to be in their shoes, to live their life, to be a woman is, is very moving and, and forms connection. And, and that's how we build community. Yes. And you have an event coming up, don't you? Yes, we have shows every month. Uh, I believe our next show is September 18th. It might be sold out. We do generally sell out many weeks in advance. um, And the best way for people to stay connected to us is to get onto our mailing list. We always release tickets to our mailing list first. And often the show is sold out before it goes on sale to the public. But the mailing list um, you can sign up for on our website, which is generationwomen.us. And we have our shows coming up for the rest of the year are October 16th. The theme is My Best Advice, The Wise Words That Changed Me. November 13th, the theme is Cold Hard Cash, Stories About Money. And our Christmas show is December 18th. The theme is Under the Influence, Regrettable, Raunchy Reel. <laughs> ending, ending our year with a, a fun, doozy night, um, because what, what's more fun than that? And we also have a sister show in Sydney, Australia. So if you're on holidays in Sydney or you have friends there, there is a sister show operating monthly in Sydney as well. I love that. I have a friend uh, who lives somewhat close to Sydney, so I'm going to have to let her know. Uh, I do want to mention you performed improv in New York for seven years and as a former UCB house team member. What was that experience like? Oh, that was so fun. I moved to New York when I was 29. I didn't have a job or a visa or friends or a place to live or really a plan beyond just wanting to move to New York and see what it was like and try it out because I'd, I'd come on a short trip and fallen in love with the city as so many before me had as well. And I discovered improv comedy. We didn't really have an improv comedy scene in Australia and it was so fun so I was so impressed by the performers and their skill and sense of humor. And I signed up for a 101 class through UCB, the Upright Citizens Brigade Theatre, thinking that I would just do the eight-week 101 course as a, huh. you know, crossing it off my bucket list kind of thing. And I really fell in love with the, the art form and the, and the theater and the people. And I ended up sort of not not just doing one course but kind of doing them all and really getting involved with the improv scene for quite a few years. I was on a I was on a house team through UCB and then I was on what we call an indie team, which is like a team independent of the theatre called Dreamboat for you know almost that entire time and we performed a monthly show, which was sort of how Generation Women was born. Like after that show ran its course and we went our separate ways. I was used to doing a monthly show. I really enjoyed the pleasure of doing a monthly show, but didn't want to do improv um, so much anymore as storytelling. Sure. Um, and that was sort of how, that was also part of the origin story of Generation Women. But improv is so fun, and if you live in New York City, you must go and see it because it's truly a delight. Sounds incredible. So we have to wrap up, but uh, give the listeners an idea where they can find out more about you and Generation Women. Sure. So I'm online at georgiaclark.com. You can find out more about me and connect with me. 
Um, my books are on sale where all good books are sold. I'm on Instagram at Georgia Lou Clark. I just got married. There's a bunch of wedding pictures up there. Congratulations. <laughs> I saw you. my wedding dress. <laughs> Um, and then generationwomen.us uh, is our website there, and our monthly show is at a theater called Caviar, which is in the Lower East Side. Fantastic. Well, I hope to meet you sometime. I was hoping I'm going to be in New York around September 10th, but I'm going to miss your event, so maybe next time around. Perfect. Sounds great. Thank you so much, and congratulations. Thank you so much. Have Bye. A good, bye-bye. That was Georgia Clark. She's an author, performer, and screenwriter. She's calling in to talk about some of her books and also Generation Women, which is based out of Manhattan. If you want to find out more, you can visit my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to take a little break, and then, uh, very excited, I have Emmy Award-winning actress Holland Taylor and Dr. James Mellon of the Global Truth Center calling in. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.